Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? This is your captain speaking. Captain of the program. In this case, the program's going to take on the form of a vessel of a Caribbean cruise liner polluting the shores of distant lands never thought before seen by these tourists' eyes. We're going to get mediocre food and buffet styles on multiple floors of this cruise liner. We're going to pour unbelievably amounts of sugary cocktails down the throats of overweight patrons as they squeeze themselves like cattle amongst the labyrinth of hallways offered towards them on this majestic cruise liner. Can we just gas the cruise lines? If we're talking about environmental emergency... We're loading up fat fucks, and we're just we're just letting them port at these cities where they go off. There's people just carrying iPads in purses, and they start going to these port side cities abroad, and they stick out like sore thumbs. They're getting mugged left and right. It's like there's just herds of children. They see the they hear they hear the horn go ha ha, and they start licking their lips. They start heading down to the shore, and they watch it dock. And you get off, and you just you think you're gonna get a couple, couple pictures on your iPad, sent it home to, to Gam Gam and the kids. No, you're not. You're getting a bootstrap to the back of the neck from a twelve year old boy. And you won't even see it coming. And it's sad. But the comfort of cruise lining obviously is going to come with evident danger at these port side cities. I made up everything I just said. I don't know if this is an issue, but I could imagine it being an issue, being a problem. Cruises are a terrifying form of vacation. And I know I have family members that take it. And if you're listening to it, to this, you're part of the problem. But folks, this is your captain speaking. Tried to have a cute little intro there, and all of a sudden I'm talking about cruise liners. What's the biggest cruise ship in the world? Let's Google that quick. The wonder of the seas. The wonder of the seas. Holds 5,700 passengers, or at double maximum capacity, it holds 6,988 passengers, as well as 2,300 crew. There are 16 decks for the guests to use, 20 restaurants, 4 pools, and 2,867 cabins. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Has anyone listening to this ever taken a cruise? If you have, fuck you. Don't take cruises. Looking at this. You can take a 14-night four, transatlantic cruise departs from Fort Lauderdale, Florida on board. Wonder of the Seas from $1,100. Are these things all-inclusive? They can't be all-inclusive. 
This thing is a vessel. This thing is unbelievable. It's over 300 meters long. In what world? Folks, this is episode 60. Enough of that. What's going on today? It's Monday. It's late night. It's 10.33 p.m. on Monday, March 21st, 2022. Folks, is it officially springtime? It is getting hot down here in the North Carolinian sun. Getting nice, getting a little humid down here. The UVs, never gave a darn about UVs until I lived in the States. But a year ago, I heard someone talking about UVs by the pool. It was something I never thought of. But the UVs down here, they're already getting midday, around 5, sometimes a 6. Getting high up there, you can get a good tan on there. I have a decent tan, been making some some pool appearances. But today, got out there, went golfing. Not a great golfer. Golfed off and on throughout my life. Uh, my dad would bring me golfing when I was a little kid. I'm not very good. Not very good golfer at all. I uh, love to go though. I'm one of those guys that like, I get out for like four or five rounds a year. Typically. I've been getting out more lately this year and the year before because I've been able to golf free through hockey, but in normal in a normal year I've typically been like a four to five round summer max guy never go to the driving range once and I wonder why I suck at golf and I played baseball growing up as a kid and I feel like I was a pretty good hitter had a decent baseball swing but my golf swing is like it's an absolute it's like if my golf swing and my baseball swing had a child that would be my golf swing and never really do lessons or anything like that I just kind of whack it around take tips from the guys I play with but I'm looking to get better today we played a scramble and I do like playing scramble because you know I feel like you do get better that way you see how guys that are better than you are taking shots for those of you that don't know, scramble's kind of like four of you go play, you all hit a shot, and then then you use the best shot of the four of your shots, the next shot, and all four of you take a shot from what you've thought is the best shot, and so on and so forth. And you do that, and you take like a team score of each hole. And so you're not playing your own ball, you're not playing your own score. And, you know, right now, I'm kind of buzzing, you know, I want to... I don't typically, I haven't religiously in the past kept my scores, but you know, that's how you find out if you're doing good. So I've been trying to do that lately and I'm bad. Like if I like, I'm like barely breaking a hundred guy. Like if I break a hundred, I'm fired up. Like not a very good golfer at all, but, uh, looking to get more into it. It's, 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 I'm right now it's tough though. You know, 18 holes. You know, that's four-hour commitment. It's hard to stay dialed in. I'm definitely better at it now. When I was younger, I was a nine-hole golfer for sure. Big-time nine-hole golfer. But now, you know, I definitely enjoy the game more. I'd love to get more into it, take it a little more seriously. Maybe get a membership and actually play a course and, like, you know, get to play to the point where you know the course well enough that you can actually be good enough maybe to play it a certain way, make shots that matter in certain places. You're not just 
keeping your head down, trying to hit the ball good, hoping it goes in the air, you know, just duff into the trees and lose a ball. You know, that's fun. You have a couple beers, though, sometimes. Could help you. Or it could just absolutely ruin you on the golf course. And I find golf such a mental game to begin with. You have a couple beers, like... You, I, I, maybe you have a beer or two and you're like, oh, am I going to be a hair off? Because maybe I'm a little looser now that I've had a couple beers. And then that gets in your head. And you let that get in your head. You think that that's happening. Golf game goes south pretty quick. Pretty freaking quick. But moral of the story is, that's why I'm only getting to recording this at 10.38 p.m. I don't know if you can hear that. There's a siren going off. I have my, my window is cracked open. Probably shouldn't do that. But maybe it'll pick up something hilarious. Live pretty close to Fort Bragg, the army base. I'd hear some some, some training shots, some rounds going off. Those rounds could be right down the, they could be right outside my house. We just don't know. We do not know. Folks. Before we get into anything else, we also we know we have statistical analysis that we like to go over. God, I'm dried out. I'm just chugging water. Just so dried out. You know, it's getting hot this time of year. No. It's just you gotta you gotta stay hydrated. Folks, episode 60. Can you believe it? 60 episodes. Can you go back and think about your favorite moments from each one? <laughs> I'm sure you can. Folks, 60. If we're talking about the NHL, we're talking about none other than Jose Theodore. Remember Jose? I'm sure you do. And if you don't, let me tell you about him. He wore number 60 for the Montreal Canadiens during 1996 to 2006. For the Colorado Avalanche from 2006 to 2008. The Washington Capitals from 2008 to 2010. The Minnesota Wild from 2010 to 2011. Excuse me. The Florida Panthers from 2011 to 2013, where he ended his illustrious career. His career stats of 286 wins, 254 losses, and 39 overtime slash shootout losses with 30 ties. Playing before the 0405 lockout. He has a career 2.68 goals against average with a 909 save percentage in 648 career NHL games. Theodore had four seasons with at least 30 wins, including 2002, the 2001-2002 season when he won the Vesna and the Hart Trophy. Vesna being the NHL's top goaltender, Hart Trophy being the most valuable player in the league. That season, he went 30-24 and 24 with 10 ties. And among goalies to play at least 25 games, he led the NHL with a 931 save percentage, was fourth with a 2.1 goals against average, and tied for second with seven shutouts. Fun fact. Theodore wore number 37 in his NHL debut on February 21st, 1996, but wore number 60 in every other game of his NHL career. Now you know. If we're talking about the NBA, <clears throat> there's only one man... Two men to ever wear the number 60 jersey. That was Walt Kirk. He played in only 14 games. And that same season, another player on the same team wore that number. 
but Kirk had better numbers in his 14 games. He averaged 4.9 points, 9 assists, 0.9 assists, sorry, 36.1% shooting and 75.8% from the free throw line. Note, they couldn't even find a picture of this guy. Doesn't even mention what team he played for, what season he played in. So this is real good journalism. Really glad I really glad I clipped that. But Walt Kirk, number 60 in the NBA. Not a popular I'm not I'm in a really not popular stretch of NBA numbers. Probably shouldn't even be doing them anymore. I'm not sure there's gonna be too many higher than 60 that are getting much love either. Do you know what I'm saying? If we're talking about the NFL, we're talking about Chuck Bednarik. Hope I'm saying that right. Bednarik. B-E-D-N-A-R-I-K. He was a center and a linebacker for the Philadelphia Eagles from 1949 to 1962. He was the NFL's last two-way player. Chuck Bednarik dominated both sides of the ball for 14 seasons. Leading the Eagles to championships in 1949 and 1960. His hit on Frank Gifford in a 1960 game is widely regarded as the most memorable hit in NFL history. He also made a game-saving tackle in the final seconds of the Eagles' last championship victory, arguably the most memorable play in franchise history. This must have been written before whenever the Eagles won it a couple years ago. Clearly. But how you doing, Chuck Bed Narek? <clears throat> Hope I'm saying that right. He must have been exhausted playing center and linebacker. How big is this guy? It'd be cool if they did more of that often now. You know what I'm saying? If we're talking about baseball folks, we have ourselves a little guy by the name of is it's Dallas Kuchel Ketchel. Am I saying it wrong? He's a he's a stud. He's a stud right now. He's an active player. Dallas Kuchel, you know what I'm saying? He played for the Astros from 2012. In 2012, I should say. Played for No, he played for them for from 2012 till 2018. And then he played on the Braves in 2019. And now he's on the Chicago White Sox, he's a two-time All-Star. He is a Cy Young Award winner, and he's a 2017 World Series champion and a five-time Gold Glove recipient. The 6'2", 205-pound left-handed pitcher. He has a career stats of 99 wins, 82 losses, a 3.77 earned runs against average He has pitched in 1,527 innings. I wish, folks, you could hear right now at the Army base, they have the trumpet going off. I never understand this time of night. Sometimes it goes off at 11. Sometimes it, it's 1045. Army. Fascinating, fascinating way of life. Am I right? <laughs> Folks, am I right? Got an invitation today to my high my ten year high school reunion coming up here. I guess it is this year because it is twenty twenty two. I graduated in twenty twelve. It's been ten years this spring that I graduated high school. I'm not going to lie, that's pretty crazy. 
pretty scary. Uh, went by pretty fast. Not sure what I've accomplished. 60 episodes of this project. Pretty fucking nails. I think a lot of people will. I'm sure a lot of people at the reunion probably listen to it, right? I'm sure a lot of them. Imagine that. Imagine going to the high school reunion. People ask me. I, I say, oh, I have a podcast. They'll be like, whoo. Whoo. That's the first thing they hear when they come in. We got a po- I got a podcast going on. They're probably like, sure you do, Harrison, you fucking loser. I'll be like, yep. Pretty much par for the course, wouldn't you think? Kind of turned out exactly how you thought I would have, eh? Clown. I kind of have a weird high school experience because I went to three different high schools. Well, one I went to for just a couple months when I was playing uh, some junior hockey in Lethbridge before I got sent home, before I got sent a packing. But I went to a high school for 10th and 11th grade for the whole duration of those school years. But then I went to a different high school for 12th grade. Went back to the school I was supposed to go to with all my like childhood buddies and the geographical region. I went to like a school for like a hockey program the years in 10 and 11. But I feel like I said hockey really weird there. Hockey. But uh, no, I, went for, I was doing like a hockey hockey. hockey doing a hockey thing then grade 10 and 11 but then went away to play some junior ended up coming back and I, I completed my 12th grade school year with a lot of my friends from junior high even some elementary friends some childhood friends and that's where I ended up going to school so I only went to like that's when I consider my high school I will consider that high school that I graduated from is is my high school you know that's where I went I'm obviously not going to go to a reunion of the school I didn't graduate from because I'm not part of that graduating class wouldn't make sense to celebrate the class of a class I'm not graduating part of. Would it? It wouldn't make sense, okay? I don't know what other people's experiences are with their high school reunions, but some have seemed pretty elaborate, pretty well planned, pretty well thought out of, and you know maybe something like an event you're not going to want to miss. But at the moment, not picking up a ton of traction from what I think might be going down here. At my high school reunion. We have. uh, I got invited to the group today. We have 107 members. 107 members. It's a public group too. You want to join it? Feel free to join it. Come and join it. If you're intrigued. Come come monitor this with me. William Aberhart. Class of 2012. Calgary, Alberta High School. Beautiful high school. Great high school. So. We have ourselves. You know. This. And this is nothing. This is no, no. I'm I'm happy there's people that are going to you have to get someone getting the ball rolling in planning this. But at the moment we have let's get the ball roll we have a we have a poll by our admin that has been created. It's let's get the ball rolling on some ideas and some times. Please feel free to add any and vote on ones that you like. So I f- I don't know what's going on here we have September, these are our options right now. These are what we're voting on. Our group of 107 members over my high school reunion class Facebook group. We've got, these are our options. We've got September leading the way with 30 votes. We have camping with 12 votes. August with 8 votes. Park picnic with 8 votes. Craft, food, drinks, slash games with eight votes. July 
with seven votes. June with five votes. And fortunately, we have bowling leading up the rear with zero votes. Kind of a, kind of a weird schedule we're looking at here. Um, in, in terms of the timing, I can see that. We know we're going to vote on that. Maybe we're going to find out the best time when most people can make it. Kind of confused at how the events are getting splashed in here on this poll idea. But can I just highlight the fact that camping has been brought forth as an option. A 10-year high school reunion, we're going to go, we're all going to go out and we're going to go camping. That's horrific. That's terrifying. Now, my high school, what we did do, we had like a graduation thing. We all went grad camping. And it was fun as shit. Like, you know, right after you fin, you know, in Canada, we do our graduation really weird. It's like more in like May, June, like almost like before you're even done school. But we all have our like grad or prom and whatever you want to call it. And then we'd all go camping out in somewhere near the mountains in the middle of nowhere for a weekend and all get partying for a couple of last nights and kind of you get the whole class you know the whole group together one last time before everyone takes off and goes their separate ways that was a great time some people redid that they called it like grad camping 2.0 grad camping 3.0 i think this went on for a lot of a lot of extracurricular activities a lot of a lot of extra camping trips were had the fact that this is an option for a 10-year high school reunion, it frightens me. If that's what it's planned to go, I will not be attending. Will not be attending. Could you imagine? Like, I feel like, I don't know, people make a lot of jokes about high school reunions and the horrors that are brought forth. I feel like a lot of people don't want to look back at high school to begin with. A lot of people don't want to go to begin with. So I feel like if it's a little event, you know, maybe you can stop in. Maybe it's an awful time. Maybe you walk in, you're like, oh, I still hate these people. I still hate myself. I'm going to bounce quick. You can do that. You get out into the woods with these people at 27, 28 years old. You throw the tent up, the pop-up tent. You're not having a good time. It's a little harder to load up the Forerunner to get the Subaru Outback packed up again and leave without causing a scene. It's going to be a problem. Also, I feel like the high school reunion nowadays, like, kind of a weird dynamic, you know? Like, there's not as much mystery. I feel like my parents' age demographic, generation ahead of us, will say, you know, you had a high school reunion, there's a chance you might not have heard, you have no clue what any of these people have done for 10 years. They could be dead for all you know. But I feel like in a lot of instances especially my demographic. You know, a lot of these people have probably been just staring at each other on Instagram for the last 10 years. They know exactly what they've been doing. Like I got people from high school that I like weren't even really that good of friends with, but for some reason they still pop up all the time. I feel like I loosely know what the fuck they've been up to. And people are like, I don't know. I find people are always like, I don't know. People definitely play dumb, I find. Like you see people that you were decent, like... People that I was decent enough friends with in high school in like 2012, 2011. Like I'm not a big social media guy. Like I, I mean, I am to the extent as anyone else is these days. But I was like, you know, if you were friends with someone in, 
and you're having a 10-year high school reading right now, or you're roughly in the you know general area of what I'm talking about, you know, you had social media to a degree that anyone that you were decent buddies with then, you have them on some sort of form of social media, and chances are you've had them for the last 10 years. You probably loosely know what the fuck they've been up to. And I find when you see people, like I've lived at a town, you know, I come back into town, I... It's always surprising me from Calgary, a big a big city in Canadian standards. Well, in any standards, you know, it's over a million people. When I go to this city, I go out to places I want to go, places I'm interested in being. And I see a lot of people I've known from, like, you know, high school and stuff. And when you see them, it's almost like a weird, like, disbel. It's like people are, like, they act like they have no fucking clue what you've been up to. I'm like, man, like, they're, like, shocked when you say, like, oh, yeah, I heard you've been up to this. And it's like, oh, how'd you know that? I'm like, well, buddy, like, we're friends on Facebook and I have you on Instagram and you post fucking 37 Snapchat stories every, you, you, you Snapchat story everything you do, bro. I think everyone knows what you've been up to. It's not really a mystery to anyone. I feel like there's gonna be, maybe there's gonna be some of that going on. You know what I'm saying? Could be fucking weird, but I loved high school, man. I loved high school a lot. I think this will be, I'm definitely, I'm not gonna be one of those people that's too cool to go to their high school reunion. I feel like I'm, um, Maybe a lot of people aren't going to be excited to see me. I don't know. I think I was a nice guy in high school. I was definitely really loud and obnoxious. And sometimes looking back on it, it makes me fucking like a little cringe, you know. But I was just a stupid kid. I was fired up all the time. And I liked to have a good time. And I was loud. And maybe, yeah, maybe I took that a little too far. But I, I have no regrets. Okay. And, I, and in a lot of ways, I feel like I look the exact same as I did 10 years ago. Hopefully I don't walk in there and people are like, holy shit, man, this guy's looking. And then they'll see me and they'll be like, oh, he may, he has a podcast that eight people listen to. Maybe it all does make sense. That'll make some, that'll make someone happy. I'm sure they're like, oh, the guy that was a loudmouth loser has a podcast. No one listens to crazy, crazy. But the thing is, I have to realize like, this is the thing I think. I don't forget, but I also think a lot of people forget. But I will never forget this. You can't. You got to remember that anyone that you knew from high school, or like, you know, you knew from back then, you haven't kept in touch with or anything like that. They don't give a shit about you, and they certainly haven't been thinking about you or what you've been up to. So don't be worried about that or thinking that they've been thinking that or maybe you know what I mean. And don't be thinking about them because they're not thinking about you. You know what I mean? It's one of those, it's one of those, catch, is that catch 22? Is that the right saying? It's not the right saying at all. It's not. Could be though. I'm not sure. Okay. But high school reunion, that's scary. Wonder when they want to do it. I'm definitely going to go. I have to keep you more updated on that. But for the moment, we have a, we have a Facebook group with 107 people and a Facebook created poll. That's basically determining our future right now. So we'll we'll have to keep tabs on that. Scary time, folks, to be 27 years old. High school reunion. Crazy. 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 Holy cripes. I, got, I just can't stop drinking this water, folks. Ugh. Good gosh. God, that was good. That was so good. I love, uh, the States is so intriguing, man. People always ask me, like, all the time, they're like, what's, like, what's different about Canada than the States? Or, like, what's the same? 
And I'm always like, it's so, it's so similar in so many ways. It's like, you know, there's so many of the same stores, so many of the same gas stations, you know, street signs look the exact same. A lot of the street lights are the same, stuff like that. A lot of the offerings are the same, but you know, there's also a lot of stuff that you can't get in Canada and there's a lot of stuff that you can get in Canada that you can't get in the States and vice versa, obviously. And, but the, like the th- it's, they're so similar, but they're so very different from one another at the same time. And I, and I definitely think one of the things I can definitely separate for the two of them. And like, this isn't one that might not jump right out you at the beginning, but now that I've been here, this is one that I definitely have to bring up. And it's, it's just Americans are very fascinated with guns. They really are. And I don't mean that in a bad way or... I mean, anyway, other than me just being observant towards it and noticing it. As a Canadian where, you know, their guns are... You know, you can't have, gu- you can't have concealed carry. And you can't... You, like, people don't have guns on them. Like, you, people don't have... Majority of people don't have guns in their home. Definitely people do have guns in their home. There's people that do hunt, but <clears throat> I think like no one, I just, I just feel like the, when I'm here, like it just, it, it's blown my mind that amount of people that do have like they're concealed and are walking around with weapons, like good friends of the mine. And I, I know like they're probably, probably listening to this show right now. Good friends we've met that, uh, you know, two young couples that we hang out with down here and you know we go out for dinner and we go hang out and go for drinks and stuff you know they're my age you're too young or whatever you know you wouldn't expect it all four of them concealed carry you wouldn't even know it all of them packing that heat packing that big heat I wish you could hear right now the trumpet's going off it's a, it's 10:59, so there must be like a warning trumpet going off at the base at, at a quarter two and now this is the 11 o'clock. It must be, go, go to bed, folks. Go to bed, soldiers. Go to bed, soldiers. You sleepy, sleepy little soldiers. Suck you in. Maybe get your guy above you in your bunk bed to come down and give you a little burrito. You like when I give you the burrito? When I tuck you in there on the side there, you know when you push the blankets under and you kind of feel like a little enchilada there heating up in your bed and all nice and warm. Wouldn't you do that for me, Mr. Soldier? Thank you. Now I'm going to whistle you all to sleep after the trumpet's over. No, but, yeah, these four nice, you know, young people, you wouldn't expect it. Or maybe you would. Maybe I'm naive for not expecting it. But they got concealed, concealed carry on them. Um... Had a nice uh, gentleman took us out, uh, me and my roommate the other day. Uh, very nice gentleman we've come to meet through um, through sport down here, and he took us out to a shooting range, and I got to shoot an AR-15, which uh, blew my mind. Crazy weapon, felt like I was playing Call of Duty, but I, the fact that these things are just guys, like people just have these, is just crazy to me. It's just like these is just like a, it's an assault. It is an assault, right? It was just crazy, and we're just I was cutting around shooting it, and like I don't know, like I'm not, the, I don't think I'm the best shot in the world, but like you know, these things they're pretty crazy. What you know, you can shoot them. 
and they're accurate. And then, you know, I got to shoot a bunch of guns down there, like, you know, some big, you know, 44 cal rifle. Felt like I was John Wayne riding horseback. Felt pretty cool. But it just, I just love, you know, some people, when I hear, I've heard like people in the States are talking about their guns sometimes and they'll say stuff like this, like, I don't even know what they're referring to. I, I guess it's like danger. It's just danger in general. I've heard people refer to a gun be like, well, you know, you, you know, you hit them with that, you know, it's going to take down whatever's coming your way. I'm like, whatever's coming my way, what's coming my fucking way? And why is it just so open-ended like that? Like, what is it? Is it an animal? Is it a person? Or are they both a monster? Whatever's coming my way, it's just going to take it down. What a line. And I've also, I've found out that some people like, in their cars, they have like, they have a mounting, like basically under their steering wheel for a pistol. It's like a little magnet thing and you can have that. And it's like totally, it's like totally normal to have. Some people do it. So now like, maybe don't honk the horn when you're buzzing around the roads here down South, maybe anywhere in the States. I don't know if this is a statewide concern, but people you get a little crazy behind the wheel. What if you're getting a little, you know, people get crazy. If you get cut off in traffic that you've been waiting at, you know, you've been already getting a bunch of red lights. Um, maybe you kept dropping your phone between the crack of your seat and the center console while you were trying to hook up your aux cord because you still drive an 08. And you were just having a shitty day already and you already have the coffee in one hand as you're trying to drive and pick a song. You shouldn't be doing that. That's distracted driving. But now you shouldn't be doing it, but you're just trying to get a song on so you can put the phone down and keep driving. And then you drop it in the crack. And now a guy cuts you off and he's honking at you and you have a gun magnetized to the bottom of the steering wheel. That thing might get in your hand and you might just start... Popping that off like the 4th of July. Like now, like, I don't know. I never really got into the road rage thing. Like, yeah, I'll definitely like yell to myself in the car. But like, I'm not flipping guys off or like rolling down my window, like yelling at people. Like, I just can't waste my energy doing that. But like, I definitely know people that have. And I just feel like you just can't be doing that in the States. You're going to get your head shot right. Clean off your head drive home with no head like I just it just totally made me rethink like I just feel like now I just like I I just don't want to you know I'm just minding my own business don't not making eye contact with anyone just walking around you know sometimes you can get the vibe that you know maybe someone wants to talk maybe they'll talk first and then I'll talk to them there's a lot of friendly people around here but now that I know that everyone's packing that hot hot heat walking around on my toes a little bit here walking around on my toes anyone could have a gun anyone the sweet little girl down the road has a gun the 10 year old girl she's going to school she's got a book bed she's probably got a gun i don't know i have no idea what's going on everyone has guns and one thing that i also made me laugh i don't know if this is just like a protection thing i think everyone in the states thinks that someone is after them Everybody in the States has someone after them. 
And then, like, I don't know, like, people are always like, so what do you do up in Canada with there's no guns? Like, are there robberies? I'm like, yeah, there's robberies and stuff, but, like, I don't know. Like, you got robbed when you weren't home. I don't know if, like, having a gun in the house really helped that. Like, one time, I'll never forget, I was coming home from school with my mom, and for some reason, we have alleyways back where we're home where we're from where we're from and I don't know why we were pulling up the alleyway I think we were just like I used to get like I live on like a you know classic street with sidewalks you know and I'm like one house away from the corner and my bus stop used to be like on the corner it's like hard to explain but so my mom kind of like pulled around because I would have just gotten dropped off on the bus and I don't know if my mom was just like pulling into the house or whatever. So she just pulled around the corner because I was standing there with like a kid or two that had just got off. And maybe a kid's mom or something was there that it was waiting for the kid at the bus stop. And so my mom pulled over and was chatting with them. And the bus had left now. And, you know, we were just farting around or whatever, just talking. And then, you know, my mom's friend left or whatever. And the kids are all gone. And, you know, I was, I was with my mom. And I think we she was... Uh, pulling around the back of the house to the alley and she was going to do a three-point turn and go back to the front of the house because that's where we always parked the cars was you know two cars in front we didn't have a driveway you parked them on the street outside of the sidewalk in my neighborhood that's what we did but as my mom goes to do a three-point turn I run around and I go to the backyard and I'm not even really paying attention I just run into the house but as my mom goes she pulls in and she sees these like two young people putting a flat screen tv three doors up the road it was two doors up the road from my house and they're coming out of the garage or whatever and they're putting a tv in the back of this suv and they're trying to get it in there my mom kind of like you know looks and realizes like knowing who our neighbors are and she's like well that's not them so my mom just kind of like i don't even know like i don't even know if i would have even thought to do this but my mom's like suspicious so she just starts creeping up. And I believe my sister my sister was definitely in the car. Now that I'm saying this story, I remember my sister was in the car. And my sister was like telling my mom, like, Mom, what are you doing? Because my mom's getting suspicious and she drives up. And then sure enough, these people are like trying to jam the TV into the back of the car. I can't remember what kind of car they had, but clearly it didn't fit, whatever kind it was. And they ended up just like putting the TV on the ground of the alley, like dropping it and just booking it and hightailing it out of there. And then sure enough, my mom goes and looks and you know the back door was wide open and they'd been in there like robbing the house and our my neighborhood is kind of like old school not old school like in terms of probably many neighborhoods in the states and in Canada but it, it was like these houses are all like 1955 53 build early 50s builds and so they all had like the milk doors on the sides because the milkman used to come up obviously leave his milk and go on so some houses still have them. Um, mine does, but like it doesn't open. Ours is like blocked off. But most of these houses had them like covered up or maybe drywalled over. And anyways, so sure enough, I guess some cr criminals are nuts. They figure this shit out about anything, all these houses. So apparently they know that uh, these milk doors are on a lot of these houses on the side. And they're always on the left side. I don't know why it seemed like most of the side doors were on the left side of these houses whenever they were made in this neighborhood of mine where I grew up. 
but you know you can kind of like knock on the side and you can hear like a hollow softer area and these you know guys are just like basically just like punching through there and it's right by the door so it's not hard to get in there and get it unlocked and what they were doing they were walking around midday knocking on doors and if um you answered they'd ask you some stupid question about like where's an address in the neighborhood because literally this is like like i said this was two doors down my house the same day that my mom caught these people robbing my neighbors two doors down my best friend who lived five doors down his mom got a knock at the door and someone came in and like asked uh hey do you know where 12th avenue is or something like that yada 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 address and then uh, she said, no, like, uh, I don't, but uh, you have the, you know, you have the wrong address. This isn't it. So as she, as these people, these strangers are walking out after asking this question, my friend's mom remembers like, oh, there's not even a 12th Avenue in our neighborhood. So she turned around and like tried to run out and, you know, remind them that, but they were already gone, long gone. So they were probably casing out my friend's house, looking to rob them the same way they had my neighbors two doors down. But what I'm saying is, the reason I brought that story up, like what, so what, if my mom had a gun at that time in Canada, like was she just going to start ripping shots off? Just start shooting? She just goes Wyatt Earp? Or is Wyatt Earp the guy that didn't shoot? Is Wyatt Earp the guy that throws pool balls? I don't know. Is she going Billy the Kid? Just starts firing? So anyway, she just starts blasting. I don't think so. I don't think she does that. I don't think that would help the scenario. I mean, I'm sure it does stop robberies. Like if you heard something going on, you get a gun. It's in pro progress. Yeah, I, de I guess that definitely stops that stops it from happening. But I don't know. It's just weird. I just it's totally it's totally different because I just grew up somewhere where we didn't, you know, people didn't have guns on them. Not everyone had a gun in their house, and it wasn't really something that we talked about or thought about, or thought the need to have, ever, like, I've certainly never been like, oh, shit, I'd feel a lot better if I had a gun on me right now, because it's just something I've never had, so coming down here to the States, seeing this, you know, now that you can have one, maybe, you know, maybe I would feel different with a gun on me, would I walk around with my chest out a little fucking further, maybe I would, I'm sure a lot of guys do down here, and why wouldn't they? What's the saying about the guy who made guns or something like that? I think it's like Remington or something like that. It's like, it's like God made man and then so-and-so made them equal. That's like a gun ad from back in the day. Kind of nails. Kind of nails. But um, folks, it's already been 42 minutes in here, folks. It's a little <laughs> getting kind of crazy here, getting a little carried away. Don't know what the hell just happened, but it did. Um, might be getting to go to a Carolina Hurricanes game tomorrow, and I'm extremely fired up about that. Uh, love checking out new arenas. PNC Arena is apparently unbelievable, and I want to watch Carolina and Tampa Bay. So hopefully I get to do that. I'm going to post this episode within the before midnight, hopefully. Uh, so it'll be out, what day is it? It's March 21st technically, but it'll basically be the 22nd when I post it. And, uh, yeah, so hopefully I'm going to be able to go and watch Carolina and Tampa Bay tomorrow. That's going to be mint. It's going to be sick. And then the boy, uh, we have a long road trip, my hockey team, going down to Florida and then Alabama 
going to be gone for about 12 days, so I don't know. There might not be a podcast next week. There may be one. There may be something like one. Maybe I'll do a live podcast. How do you do that? How do you do that? I'd love to do that. Maybe I'll bring my mic. I don't know. Maybe that's just stupid. I also don't know what to pack. It's going to be a hilarious bus trip for 12 days with 20 dudes. Uh, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? So hopefully it uh, all, all goes smoothly. Hopefully we have a good time. Hopefully we win some games and have a good time doing so. Okay, folks, but I uh, had a great time doing this uh, episode. Uh, looking to get some more guests on soon. Again, really looking to get my buddy on. For, uh, used to work for NATO. Need some correspondence. We need to talk European affairs. I'm sick of learning about it all through Facebook stories and Instagram stories. Okay? Some of you need to cool it down, okay? On the European affairs with the, 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 the social media stories. You got to cool it. You're not going to prevent World War III through Instagram, okay? You got to cool it. Um, we're all concerned. This isn't good. But just shut that shit down on the stories, okay? Shut it up. Shut it down. Just please for a little bit anyways, okay? Till we figure out what's going on at least, okay? No one wants World War III, but we're not going to stop it on Instagram, okay? Remember that, folks. This is episode number 60. Thank you very much for listening. I love you all. This is the project. This is the program. This is what you hold dear. This is what matters most. This is all there is. This is the next echelon. This is it. This is journalism. This is radio. This is broadcasting. This is everything that you goddamn fucking hold dear. So shut up and listen to me when I speak for a little bit, okay? It's not that much to ask. It's, it's, an, it's an episode. It's a podcast. It's a freaking piece of art. It's content. It's what you crave. It's what you need. It's what you want. It's what you got. It's what you have. Thank you. Episode 60 by now.